Thank you all for tuning into another episode of Satya Sambhad. I am your host Satya Chakrapani. But let me clarify that this Sambhad is not my rants. This Sambhad is on and about truth. And the people who have followed the truth, their experiences, their, their daily life, and how the bhakti to Bhagwan Muktinath, the Yeshua, has shaped their character, their life, which has influenced many more in positive sense. So today's Sambhad is extension of the last one. Last one we discussed on bhakti in the arena. Today, we will go more personal to understand our bhakti in our own arenas. We all have a different arenas. We all have a different workplaces, akharas. But how our bhakti to Muktinath shapes our character, our behavior, and bring us in the midst of people where people access us, look at us, and see that God, whose character influences us and shapes us. It's said in Indian scriptures, it said, Yes, Deve para bhakti, yatha deve tatha guru, tasetai kathita hertaya prakashante mahatmana. It says, Who has the highest form of bhakti of Dev, a God? Just like his Dev, so far his Guru, to him who is high-minded, these teachings will be illuminated. Says that the Bhakti, our Bhakti to our God, our East, our Dev, illuminates us, is changes us, transforms our own character. Kabir, the famous Bhakti Kal, uh, Bhakti Age uh, Saint Poet, has said this way, the bhakti beach palte nahi jo jug jai anand unch neech of autare hoye sant ka sant. It says, the bhakti, the seed of bhakti to the God, it does not go waste. Even in the difficult time and times again, it keeps you saint as a saint. So if you want to attain the sainthood, bhakti is the gate for that. The bhakt, our arena, is the place where we are. And that is what Lord's Prayer suggests. Our arena is that place so that our bhakti brings the God's love and knowledge in our place where we are. We will discuss today with us for next hour and a half so with people who have walked all through their life and experience that bhakti and love that is so wonderful that shapes their life and has influenced many through their lives. To discuss with us, we have Miss Raji. Miss Raji, she has been bhakta of Muktinath for last 20 plus years and she lives with her husband and two grown-up daughters in Bangalore. We will welcome Ms. Raji in our conversation today. We have next Pastor Lazarus Kralinius, who joins us from Missouri. Pastor Lazarus Kralinius is the pastor currently of the Union Church. He did his BTH from Calgary 
and his MTA is from Wales, UK. He loves nature, biking, cooking, photography, and everything that everyone who likes to live in the hills. He lives in Missouri and enjoys all of this together with his wife Shushma, who has been with World Vision as a development worker and now currently consults CMC Bill Law. He has two sons. One is working, another is uh, is studying in the science to follow his footsteps. Of course, our third third guest does not need any introduction. He is L- Mr. L T Jayachandran, who has served in the highest uh, positions of uh, as a civil engineer in in the government of India for two decades plus, and one who is foremost thinker and apologist on our myths. The one who just does not talk in uh, apologetics, but brings the truth in the simplest form and the language that we all can understand. He lives in Pune with the wife Esther. He has daughter and son and four grandchildren. And he lives in Pune. So we welcome Mr. L.D. Jachandran in our conversation today. Before I get into the conversation with our guest, I would encourage you all participants to use the Q&A window. Put your questions, put your thoughts and comments if you prefer to identify a particular speaker that you want to uh, direct your questions or you want to leave it in general we'll pick those questions and we'll discuss as we converse on this subject our bhakti our arena let me go to our uh, uh, guests straight away on this subject subject that has captured our imagination of millennia ever since the human is born has a quest to know certain fundamental issues and that quest has led the many many inventions and that quest has led to define his east as a uh, high east as well so i straight away go to miss raji miss raji as we've discussed the subject is our bhakti our arena ms raji i would like to understand what do you see your arena is and how your bhakti has been an instrument to play in the arena that belongs to you my arena is a stage for combat only in terms of my battle with uh, evil and uh, negative thoughts anger jealousy greed reluctance to forgive others honor reluctance to honor my parents and uh, love reluctance to love those who hate me otherwise it's a stage of performance which uh, on which i have players all around me my family friends community and everybody around me so this is the arena which i appreciate and enjoy which god has given me so being born in a land of uh, rich and diverse bhakti where uh, i can give a lot of examples for personification of bhakti like uh, prahlada with the unwavering bhakti kanapa who replaced uh, his eyes for the 
bleeding eyes of his deity nine mars alvas tulasidas surdas meera andal and and name it many many more like that so experiencing bhakti is not uh, new to me i have already uh, such a history rich history where bhakti has been developing so and this arena also enables me to express my bhakti in all kinds of forms all emotions which can even be anger irritation bitterness uh so even to experience god as my father mother friend all this is very natural for me the culture of my land thank you thank you ms raji i think you brought a very interesting point you said that uh, bhakti in every day that helps you to deal with anger emotions various emotions that express all around where home outside you also referred very interesting that the bhakti in the land that we are what we are in bhakti has been a very very normal behavioral uh, uh, part of our, our life but very interestingly that you said that it is to deal with our our own behavior emotions and that has that is your arena that bhakti to muktinath helps you to deal with that i i, I go to mr uh, uh, pastor uh, uh, lajaris pastor lajaris what do you see uh, your arena and your devotion of bhakti to muktinath the eshwar and is it a private affair to answer your last question is it a private affair no it cannot be yeah, well in a sense it is but uh, in the position that i am placed in as a pastor of a church but also involved with a lot of youth work that happens in masuri i find that uh, you know it is very much in the public arena yes what i do and what i say and uh, the faith that i live out has to be congruent you know you cannot say one thing and then behave in a different way yes i think um, you know my whole understanding of uh, bhakti or devotion has come you know in the recently as i was thinking about this you know there are two things that i would maybe like to raise up in the course of this conversation one thing is uh, a statement that uh, the israelite people or the jews were supposed to make every day and it says here o israel the lord your god is one thou shalt love the lord your god with all your heart soul and strength and for me the whole understanding of my faith or my devotion in a sense is based on that this is a very profound statement that has been made you know when we talk about here listen israel in the old testament we see that the the term listen and obey are part and parcel of the same coin right it's on the other side of the same coin there is no different word for listen and there's no different word for obey so when 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 we are told here oh israel there's an uh, understanding that obedience or follow through is part of that you know and um, it says thou shall love the lord your god love of course is a very vague term but if we understand the biblical concept of love you know on one side it says we know love that 
God laid down his life for us, so we ought to lay our lives down for one another. How does God's love abide in us? If someone has the world's goods and sees a brother in need and yet refuses to help, that's a question. Then there's another statement. Little children, let us love not in word and speech, but in truth and action. Thank you, Pastor Lazarus. I think you brought uh, a few prominent points of saying that the love... It's, it's a one expression of bhakti and devotion. You said that in the Purveda or our Old Testament, it was right in the beginning, it said, Hear, O Israel, and uh, Hear, O people, or Hear, O uh, nation. Yeah. Uh, and the love your God with all your heart. I would go to uh, 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 Mr. L.T. Jayachandran, but I would actually rephrase the same question in, in a, little, a few more addition to it. Uh, uh, sir, Surdas, uh, a famous poet which Raji also mentioned, uh, it said that Ek jiv ek brahm kahave sur syam jhagro ab ki bair mohe pa utaro nahi paan taro. It says that when we are in bhakti, our jiv and Paramatma is all becomes one. And when it all becomes one, wherever we live, if I behave, God behaves. Is that what the uh, uh, play out? Uh, how did you uh, experience this in your service of several decades, interaction with various people and, and following the Muktinaths? If I and the one to whom I am devoted are one and the same, uh, then there is no place for bhakti. Bhakti requires a distinction between bhakta and the one to whom bhakti is given. And uh, which is why I uh, found that uh, Ramanuja's uh, position, because in southern India, from where I come, uh, Ramanuja was really the proponent of bhakti, uh, not so much Shankara, because Shankara actually collapsed the identity of the bhakta, his um, uh, commentary on the, the shlok, Aham uh, Brahmasmi, was I'm one with the Brahman. Whereas uh, I think Shankara, uh, Ramanuja struggled with it. And from a theological Trinitarian point, uh, I thought Ramanuja was closer to uh, what uh, uh, Yeshua came to uh, reveal that there is oneness in God, but there is also a distinction because of which we can have a devotion uh, to uh, Yeshua, to uh, God, which I think is a very important um, point. So I do not know in what sense uh, that was mentioned, because even Shankara's Advaita uh, in Christian apologetics, we kind of tend to shoot him down. Uh, but I think his statements were also somewhat nuanced. Uh, that is number one. Uh, secondly, what I found, uh, one of the reasons why uh, I, as a follower of uh, Jesus, uh, found myself difficult to identify with others is because we were unwilling to translate uh, words into a language which they would understand. For example, in the word Jesus, the name of uh, uh, the name Jesus is a Greek translation of the Hebrew uh, Joshua. So even the Bible 
does not make too much about that. So if we cannot translate the word Jesus into our own language, like Muktinath, I think we are probably making it almost like our Muslim friends who say that Arabic is the divine language, so you should use only Arabic. Whereas I do not find myself under any such compulsion. So the understanding of cultural identification uh, with the people to whom, uh, where God has placed me, uh, becomes a very important thing. And for example, uh, when I was with the government, I was chief engineer in Calcutta, and September 17th is uh, Vishwakarma Puja, which is, a, uh, which is an amazingly important festival uh, for my Hindu colleagues. But I had no problem because they knew that I was a worshipper of Jesus. But from a social point of view, my identifying with them, going with them, going to them and have a Puri Bhaji and chat with them was part of that bhakti. So I would also make this second point that bhakti is also a, a community expression, which we talk about even in Christian circles because of this coronavirus and all that. We are unable to meet with others. But the whole idea of a community expression of bhakti, uh, I think, is a very important factor. Uh, uh, sir, I will stick to you because I think the question that you have, uh, uh, your point you have raised, and there is a question. I, I am, uh, it says, a person is uh, Rajni Isaac. He says, I was part of a group closely associated with Swami Dayananda. However, when I discussed with uh, other brother Rajkumar, he said we should refer Je Jesus as Eshu. He said Muktinath is a merely a title. Uh, so what I hear you saying that the, uh, the, these terms, the naming is of the issue of language. And we address same Muktinath. It is culturally, linguistically very suitable to our context. Correct. And that word brings... Uh, express him, expresses him with entirety. In fact, it's not only expressing it entirely, but it's also expressing Jehovah saves is what Joshua means. Or uh, it is our Nath who's giving us Mukti. We're expressing the same idea. In fact, for people who would like to study this, uh, there is an excellent book called Translating the Message. It was written by uh, a West African-born uh, Muslim who became a follower of Jesus. His name is Lamin Sane. And what he meant by translating the message was when the uh, Bible, Muktived, is translated into any language, it also redeems that language because it takes an ordinary uh, word of that language and lifts it to extraordinary heights. So, in fact, I was speaking to some Bible translators and I encouraged them, saying that you are translating the Bible uh, not only to get the message across to the people who speak that language, but you are also contributing to that language because the words of that language are going to take a different dimension because of the translation. Because in the new creation, there will be worshippers of Muktinath from every language background. Therefore, we are not stuck with one language, calling it a divine language, but all languages become uh, uh, avenues of expression of bhakti. 
Thank you so much, sir, for bringing more clarity. Let me go to Raji, who has been a bhakta of Muktinath for over two decades, and she has been practicing. Uh, how does she understand this question, and how does she de- address this issue? Raji, would you bring your uh, elements in that for twenty plus years you have been following the Muktinath as his bhakt, as a family, as a guru? Do you ever hear any kind of or feel a less of because of the meaning and terms that we used, or how did you address this issue? Yeah, the name Christ or Jesus, you don't identify with the, those names. Whereas, uh, when it is in a language which is known to you, uh, the meaning which you can understand it, uh, it becomes more meaningful for you. and also in the uh in the circumstances in the situation where we live those names are going to uh put us away from people drive uh, i mean if we use such names we, we are going to be moving away from our own uh, family members and uh, commu- people of the community whereas the word muktinath it is more meaningful it it uh, can be assimilated and accepted by people around us thank you uh, 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 raji for bringing this clarity because your uh, your response is based on your 2 plus year uh, 20 uh, plus years experience and how the lord muktinath has been leading you guiding you uh, pastor lazarus you deal with a totally a different crowd Do you have a problem with this kind of terms that we use, uh, Muktinath, Muktived, uh, or this, or uh, you feel these are uh, acceptable and uh, uh, and should be uh, uh, used? Okay, as has been mentioned, I think it's all to do with the context. Uh, yes, in my present context, where I'm working in uh, Missouri, uh, even the large. population of the local people whom we interact with most of them have studied in our christian schools here in masuri they've grown up right from nursery all the way up to 12th standard so for them uh, using a word like jesus or christ or god in the in uh, in our usage of the terms is not alien to them as such you know so i find that uh, even in the conversations that i have outside of my uh, you know uh, immediate community that i'm serving that we can use words like that and we can uh, i mean just an example the Ch- city board chairman was uh, visiting us a few weeks ago and he grew up and he studied in st george's school which uh, which is a catholic institution but you know they they have a certain understanding of christianity and prayers and so on so we were out by the gate and i just told him uh, anuj can i pray for you and he was very happy to have me pray and pray in jesus name they they understand those kind of terminologies so i think it's 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 all in the context uh that no pastor ajras when i when i came with this question to you i came not only your context little context in masuri but as a larger you as a representative of the uh, uh, the traditional christian clergy who yeah. have uh, uh there is a liturgy there is a mm-hmm. system there has been a traditions of ages that you follow mm-hmm. 
how do you find these do you have a problem with these no uh, no uh, as no as such i would not have a have an issue with that uh, like i said it all depends on the context and the people that you are communicating to to bring meaning into that conversation that would be relevant to them thank you uh, in indian traditions uh, it is said that the bhakti is caught it's it's not something that you 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 are put in different kind of schooling and taught it's a it is observed experience and that is how we get it's also said that the bhakti the most of these rituals or traditions are transferred by a women of the household uh i would go to a raji raji you have been practicing you have learned a lot of things from your own uh, family uh, traditions Uh, so society how are you de- uh, 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 how do you deal with this when you are transferring your allegiance your bhakti to your next generation uh, is it something that's uh, uh, because i see when a conversation happens it becomes all meant uh, raji i'm asking you yes when i mean uh, personally i i was not brought up as a uh, pure uh, hindu uh, person actually uh, my parents were not uh, having any puja at home or any i mean they were uh, uh, my father was an atheist so i was also uh, i grew up as an atheist till i accepted muktinath as my savior so uh, So, so my background actually i mean i'm my i'm not very familiar with the uh, way how everything is done in a hindu family but i married into a family where my mother in law is doing everything uh, usually what is done in a family and uh, of course in the beginning since uh, we were against all uh, i mean we were considering again as, a, as the usual teaching is like that that everything to do with hinduism is pagan so we were not uh, participating in anything and we were little reluctant to accept uh, anything to do with uh, the puja and others but once i we became hindu bhaktas of muktinath our understanding was more uh, i mean we had much clearer understanding and so we did not have any problem in participating in anything there and uh, of course our relationship with the family also improved because of that so now they don't see us as, as a, i mean they see us part of the family so we don't have any any like i mean any problem in, in participating in the puja or whatever is happening as the culture or tradition and uh, we accept prasad we i mean we just behave naturally in the normal way so uh, even raji raji just a, a question that bring you a question that i am uh, is bothering me it's it's a uh, in even in that you mentioned that your mother in law was the one who was doing all and uh, that is where uh, it's come i was coming from the same perspective how do you uh, are you the 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 center of uh, 
this all bhakti transfer uh, bhakti to muktinath transferring to your children or or uh, or you both do this uh, where is the role of women because often i see this lot of become men centric uh, these spiritual conversations actually both the uh, have the role actually uh, in our case of course we did not uh, teach them much uh, uh, this rituals and others but they are very firm in their understanding they know uh, who they are uh, they are i mean they accept and say that they are uh, uh, hindu bhaktas of puktinath uh how do you see this uh, the transfer of the values and spirituality in bhakti uh, the role of women in this actually i'm possibly on the total opposite end of the spectrum from where you are because my father was a pastor and uh, so i grew up in a home where there were certain uh, requirements of us but also you know i for us it was a sort of a balance between my mother and father uh, transferring that devotion or that bhakti to us yes it was in different forms you know in a sense you know my mother had her own way of bringing that across as did my father you know so so that is the example that i follow in my own family yes but in certain senses yes you know maybe my wife is more conscientious about certain things uh you know i may be a bit more uh you know uh, uh insisting on certain other things in our family the one is uh the question has come this uh uh mr mr colin dawson saying i just google um, uh, muktinath and top of the list says the wiki says muktinath is a vishnu temple sacred to both hindus and buddhists and so i think the question he is bringing it could is it a confusing uh what the previous question rajni has asked and the second question to you directly is your vishkarma puja participation how did you convince yourself and uh, that you are not partaking in idol worship by eating and prasad and witnessing the aarti accepting the aarti flame and tika listening to path or is there a line to be drawn so uh, one thing both to the audience as well as to the panel i would say that one size fits all may not be the approach even among uh, bhaktas from a hindu background uh, some of them find it easier to fit into the uh, conventional thing now addressing collins question uh, i want to go to the old testament because uh, what about circumcision was it a purely jewish symbol or did god take a symbol which uh, belonged to a pagan worship which is mutilation of the flesh which was very common in the near east he took one of those symbols and made it his own uh, by that what i mean to say is that the object of worship sanctifies the symbols of worship and that we should not absolutize the symbols which is why raji can totally identify with the puja and still the object of her worship and her family her husband and two daughters is muktinath so the object of worship sanctifies the method of worship and the problem we have in the conventional church is we have absolutized the method of worship let me give you another example from the new testament christmas 
I don't think Jesus was born in December. I'm quite certain. Because in December, Palestine is so cold that shepherds will not be in the fields watching over their flocks by night, as we see. Now, what did the people do in Europe? When they came to faith in Christ, they took a pagan festival. We do not know the origin of that uh, pagan festival, but it probably coincided with winter solstice, uh, which was the shortest day from that 21st December. And from that day onwards, the day became longer. And they said, we will take this uh, because Jesus comes into the world. Uh, the sun rises, uh, whatever meaning they gave. Whereas we've all adopted that. So then coming to the question about my eating um, this thing, let me tell you, I don't know why you have kept your identity secret, but I want to tell you that uh, these colleagues of mine specifically told me, sir, we did not offer this Puri Bhaji in Puja, but we kept it for you. Now, that's very interesting because when I read Paul about uh, food offered to idols, he says that it should not be eaten only if you are invited to join in that worship. But if you are, you are invited to join in the community of people, I don't think this is a problem. I think uh, we followers of Jesus in the conventional church, we have thrown the baby along with the bathwater. Live in a public life and we have Ayut Puja, Vishkarma Puja and all. We recently finished Diwali. And one of the most fascinating, most exciting festival, of course, has been corrupted by the crackers you know, and, and the Indian politics. But otherwise, Diwali is one of the best festivals we all look forward. And Diwali, we say, it's a, it, for us, it is a festival of lights. It's a festival of uh, dawn because this is a harvest festival. We're all, our houses are filled with the grains of this time. And that is how it's celebrated, it's a light. When uh, Bhagavan Muktinath says that uh, he is the light to the world. Yeah, when the good news of Muktinath came to this country, if the first followers, who are all, must have been celebrating Diwali, would have said, we will use Diwali uh, or Krishna Jayanti as Chris Jayanti or Diwali as a festival of uh, Muktinath as the light of the world, I think we would have had a, a different narrative. And it would have been a genuine narrative, not trying to manipulate people. And I think that is one of the points. But Satya, um, uh, I don't, I'm sure you want to ask other people. See, this is wisdom from hindsight. If Festivals and the question that has been asked and what uh, Mr. Jayachandran has tried to give us. Uh, how do you see, uh, to answer these questions, somebody says that we are ready to accept all the, uh, the terms do not know whether they are Latin or Greek or Hebrew or Persian or uh, of which language. Do not know whether this festival was uh, uh, Hebrew or, or European or, 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 or uh, Vikings and wherever it comes from. But we accept and we have no question. But when it comes to these, our festivals of our land, which connect us and they are linked to our life of this entire 12 months of cycle. Uh, how, how to deal with this? How do you reconcile with these realities? And if you can help us, uh, our people to our viewer. Yeah, when we are with uh, other family members or with our uh, in-laws, with my in-laws or with uh, extended family, we come, uh, participate 100%. Whatever is being done, we are no different from any other person in the family. 
we will do everything they do and completely we participate when you i mean you of course we can give uh, the spiritual uh, uh, dimension to that like uh, muktinath's light then it's a festival of light that is good but when you are with other people it is a 100% participation that is expected you don't uh, uh, stay i mean you, you can't be indifferent to whatever is happening there the natural participation will be will not be noticed actually only if you are reluctant to say accept prasad or something then you, i mean some questions may arise we don't have problem in accepting prasad or uh, uh, worshiping there along with them because we know whom we worship and what we are doing there is honoring our parents uh, respecting the family members there uh, respecting the culture and the tradition of our uh, community and the land so there is no problem at all in participating fully thank you raji i think this is interesting uh, a point that you mentioned it is not the we are uh, 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 celebrating the festival just for festival and uh, uh, anything else but we are also honoring our culture our parents our household our community and as an east uh, or as an indian we we live beyond husband wife and children kind of uh, household we have a larger household it took uh, many years for me to recognize that i was actually not the son of everyone in my village because they will treat me like uh, everyone's as their own son and that is how the indian culture is where your household is not defined by some of these numbers and stages but household is as much as you uh, you live there and this is also my personal journey lazarus um i used to pray for our country on the basis of revelation 21 the closing paragraph where it says the nations will bring their honor into the new uh, jerusalem and every language will be represented yeah. and that was my kind of prayer without realizing the implications of that prayer mm-hmm. now as a result of getting in touch with our friends uh, here uh, in the context which we are discussing now i came to realize that every culture is going to be represented in the new creation and three things will be excluded verse 27 what is false what is shameful what is deceitful now this is where i have had some problem with the muktinath some of their followers because my uh, whole idea here is culture is the interplay of human creativity on god's creation number 1 can you repeat that please huh can you repeat that statement you just made uh, culture results from the interplay of human creativity on god's creation mm-hmm. secondly because we are rebels from god all cultures are fallen now the second premise i found some of muktinath followers uh, unable or unwilling to accept but my third concluding thing with which they everybody would agree that in jesus all cultures will be redeemed and made part of the new creation and so when we are talking about some of these things 
We are not doing this. That's why when I am speaking to Muktinath followers, I tell them I don't like the word contextualization because it sounds manipulative. That is, I'm trying to adopt your method so that you would believe in Jesus. No, no, no. I am adopting this because this culture is going to be part of the new creation. Because the object of my worship is going to purify the method of worship or sanctify the method of worship. In some cultures, we put on shoes when we worship Jesus. In some cultures, we put off shoes, uh, which is correct. I mean, the object of worship purifies the method of worship. Uh, that has been my uh, sum and substance of my position. Now, the year was 1988, and two nuns were dragged out of a convent somewhere, I don't remember. Uh, they were raped. Uh, and uh, can I continue? Yeah, yeah, please, please. Yeah. Now, I was superintending engineer in Calcutta, and my wife was vice principal of a Christian school. And we decided to close all Christian schools for a day. And so, uh, we took leave for that day, and we said we'll go around a uh, procession around Calcutta. And uh, I wrote a letter to the Telegraph newspaper about 10 days before uh, the event. Mr. M.J. Akbar, who's now an honorary member of parliament of the BJP, was the editor of Telegraph newspaper. So my first paragraph was condemning this horrible thing which had been done to these nuns. But I wrote a second paragraph. I said, but as a cr Christian, I would have been happier if we followers of Jesus had taken this opportunity to protest atrocities on all women and not ask for justice only for Christian women. And Jesus said, we are the salt of the earth. Salt is a minority in the food and does not suffer from a minority complex. Uh, I borrowed that phrase from Lal Krishna Advani. Impressed an RSS colleague of mine with whom I'm still in touch. He retired as a very senior officer of the telecom department. Ramesh told me that if what you have written is what you guys want to do in this country, we may not have any objection. In other words, I'm saying identification with my fellow Indians need not only take place at the level of our worship, although that would be the goal of Satyasambhad. It has to happen at many other levels. Like, for example, Daniel did not have any problem accepting the names of Babylonian gods. He did not uh, throw a fit. So he identified, but he also separated himself. I always say inwardly separate, outwardly identified. We followers of Jesus in India are outwardly separate, inwardly compromised. That is why we are not making any impact. I would uh, actually come to you only, sir, before I go to uh, Pastor Lazarus and Raji. Is a bhakti, I mean, uh, can bhakti be bhakti without transforming character of a person inside? Or can bhakti and a character both separately coexist? Or there is a problem in this? I think that's a very good question. Uh, but first, let me allude to something Raji said. She said when she was, does puja and they give prasad, she knows that we are worshipping Muktinath. So she has no problem, which is my real point, uh, that the object of worship sanctifies the method of worship. 
it does not mean syncretism because the whole idea of uh, worshiping i think even in the bible psalm 115 has a verse which says those who worship what is not god will be like them so bhakti must result in transformation of character that depends upon the attributes of the one to whom you are giving bhakti that means this we are talking about muktinath's character so if i worship muktinath it is his character which is going to transform me and that would be the way i would take it i'm sure uh, raju will have no problem agreeing with me so the whole point is the reason why conventional christians think that we are um, treading on dangerous waters is because they think that we are into syncretism saying that everything is the same but uh, my humble submission is that i am very clear about the object of my bhakti and as long as i am sure of my the object of my bhakti the method by which i express that bhakti uh, becomes relative to the object of bhakti and that will result in the transformation of my character uh, let me go to Raj, raji raji how do you see this is our bhakti to muktinath does can it coexist without transforming my, uh, me in, inside out or uh, it necessarily bhakti transform a person uh, uh, and that is reflected outside we should should transform the person uh, the inner transformation not the external changes that's what uh, mukti nad expect from us so uh, so and that bhakti is going to influence all aspects of our life uh, our uh, moral ethical our uh, behavior our relationship everything is going to be affected no can so, you hear me yeah 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 so when you say the our behavior or relationship relationship in what context is it as a family friends or how do you, or are the i mean how would you see that a relationship with everyone uh, with family of course uh, the first priority is family the the those who are i mean not in muktina with them how do we relate uh, is our uh, behavior is going to be the same as before i mean so it it, it uh, they should see the change and also i mean we, when we if we take a stand it should not be against uh, wearing a bindi or accepting prasad it should be something against illegal or unethical or immoral so uh, i mean uh, our uh, there should be a transformation and it goes with bhakti okay so what you are saying the bhakti to muktinath necessarily transform a person inside out and outside the person we see it is the work of the bhakti the relationship that is uh, with muktinath who changes is that you are saying uh, raji yes okay pasal uh, lazarus i am coming to you uh, as you you talked that you are dealing with a lot of youth see i, th- I think in uh, any interaction especially with youth they are looking for a certain genuineness in your life are you real with them 
you know, more than what you say or preach, how do you interact with them? What is the way you relate to them? Right? Um, syncretism, I think with most young people today, they are not so much bothered about these things. You know, they want to know if what you are saying matches with your life. And, um, you know, bringing in other aspects like this may not be as relevant to them. Maybe later on, as you get to build relationships with them in a long term, then maybe these discussions will come up. But uh, I was going back to what Uncle LT was just mentioning. I also was reminded of that passage in the New Testament, you know, where Paul says, well, if something causes my brother to stumble, then I will put, I will not partake of, of that, you know, um, for the for the sake of that person, you know, that would be a sort of a more guiding principle in how we conduct ourselves, whether it is personally or in the way of worship. I would think that would be something. Can I can I just mention one thing? I think we uh-huh. talk about syncretism or uh, this thing. There was just recently we had a Thanksgiving service in our church. Okay, and normally what we do is in the front of the church is decorated with gifts of kind. You know, people bring in fruits, vegetables, atta, bread, you know, whatever. And we decorate the front of the church. And uh, on the Saturday, as we were decorating the church, there happened to be a couple that just walked in and they sat down in the back watching us decorating. And uh, this was the first time in so many years that I faced this question. Okay, And it's made me think. Somebody had brought in a tray of eggs, okay? And that was also placed right in the front. And this couple, obviously, they were from another faith, and they the first and we were explaining to them, you know, this is what we are doing, people are giving thanks. And the question they had was, But do you allow eggs in the church? You know, now now that made me think in a sense, you know. How do we respond to a to to a, a statement like that? You know, I'm still not got a full answer or come up with an answer. What we told them was, of course, you know, God has created everything, whether it's eggs or you know whatever it is, God has created it, and so we are giving thanks for that. Uh, thank you, Uncle. Uh, there is a one question. Uh, question actually came from Sujit Nair. Sujit, yeah, it's a uh, good Sujit friend of mine. Okay, so he is asking uh, if a believer in Muktinath coming from a, a Hindu background starts to stand alongside with those of his family members and relatives or colleagues of worshipping idols, what signal is sending to them? The very fact that decided to follow Christ was because of against all of this. So this, uh, does he she stands with them with the attitude that an idol is nothing but at all? as a reference of the first Corinthians eight four, then I stand physically with them, but in heart is silently worshiping. Even your presence, your presence is more important and your uh, uh, participation, being there with everyone. That is, that is more important. And um, you don't uh, participate because uh, I mean, just to please them or anything. It is be- it is because it's part of your culture. It is your tradition. It is your birthright. 
so uh, i mean you don't do it in a artificial way it's a, it's natural for you to be there the in the house where you are grown up be part of whatever is happening in your in the <coughs> family and uh, you don't see uh, i mean the idol it need not be just a murti the wooden or a metal or the stone murti that need not be the only idol there are so many idols which we have to be away from so uh, like uh, say like money or uh, some principles or so many other things which for which we give more importance than what they actually deserve so they all become idols and also you don't uh, uh, you are not worshiping that uh, whatever it is and uh, i mean you are uh, you you are not acting there anything you are respecting what your parents are uh, doing mm-hmm. you are uh, uh, honoring them and they will be happy because of your presence there there are three four questions one of the question is do we really or should we really honor parents and community for the sake of celebrating festival and or, or the occasion the question is coming just because of that we should honor parents no honoring is not just uh, celebrating honoring is in every way you are going to honor your parents uh so it it is part of it so you are not going to rebel and uh, do things against them and uh, i mean your behavior should not bring shame to them they have to, i mean in their community they, with the other members of the family the extended family so that is what you are looking for not uh, it's it's not just the i mean you will honor them in every possible way not just celebrating or uh, participating in the puja as the question has been asked as well as the responses from uh, the other panelists you know and i'm i'm finding it as a personal struggle as well um you know how do we balance yes the bible does tell us we must honor our parents yes at the same time there's another state a radical statement that jesus made he says unless you hate your father and mother <laughs> and uh, uh you know give up everything to follow me um you are not my disciple right um so so there's a personal struggle that even as the responses have been coming i've been reading the 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 questions as well on the side and then there seems to be you know within myself there's you know like like how do we balance as honoring as well as uh, giving up all for christ you know and uh, my personal thing is yes we can be there along with others during the time of their festivals but to what extent does that mean we are going and standing in front of them and doing this you know you know whatever the rituals are there are you participating fully in that um is that a way of compromising your faith um maybe it is um according to my understanding 
you know, I, I have a, you know, the uh, passage that uh, Pastor Lazarus quoted from Luke 14 uh, is a bit different, I think, when he talks about hating father, mother, wife, children. Uh, I thought uh, what Jesus was saying that you have to hate the self in all your relationships. So let me give you a humorous example. When we husbands tell our wives once in a while, I love you, they are not normally impressed. Do you know that? That is because they see that behind this I love you business, there is a selfish agenda. It is that selfish agenda which Jesus says we have to hate. I, I don't think you have to really hate them. Uh, and uh, let me give you an example from China, Singapore. Chinese young people come to Christ. Older people die. They are supposed to offer joysticks uh, in a memorial service. So they have asked me, I said, you tell them that the Bible teaches us to honor our parents. So when we join you in this festival, I'm expressing my honor to my departed leader. Make that clear. So it may have, may or may not have a religious symbolism, but as far as you are concerned and your people are concerned, they know your, they, your devotion to Jesus. See, my problem is to express your devotion to Jesus only by sticking out like a sore thumb. Uh, which seems to be our standard way of saying that we are Christians, does not seem to quite uh, click with what Scripture is saying. I mean, the distinction has to come from so many different ways, particularly the transformation of character uh, that was raised by uh, all of us at some point. In fact, uh, Paul says, uh, greed is also idolatry. Anything that takes the place of God becomes idol. And we zero in on these physical idols, but the non-physical idols are far more dangerous. Yeah, as uh, Sevanand says in First uh, Corinthians seven seventeen, let each of us lead the life God has assigned to us. Lazarus, what is your last uh, words and advice, and how would you like to take this home? I think I would go to Jesus' statement when he abbreviated this Deuteronomy passage I referred to earlier on, when uh, he said, "You." Know, I shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, mind, and strength, and your neighbor as yourself. You know, so the whole aspect of devotion to God, um, having that personal vertical relationship, and then that relationship, God through the Holy Spirit enabling you to then uh, pass on that relationship or extend that relationship with others. Uh, uh, would you uh, like to leave any last thought for? Uh, you know, one of the things I'm struggling with, uh, loving God, how do you know that I love God? Uh, everybody thinks that if I am religiously Christian, I love God. Only God knows and I know the struggle I have in loving God. <laughs> so uh, I would say that obedience to the second commandment, loving your neighbor as yourself, is the public evidence that I have obeyed the first commandment. So I don't think uh, obedience to the first commandment is seen in my external devotion to uh, God. I've come to that conclusion. Because if that was the only evidence, then if I go to church and if I say my prayers, I love God. But every one of us knows that we have a big struggle loving God. So the only way people know that we love God is because we love our neighbor. And what we have discussed during this forum is a very important way. Uh, some of us are in, a, for example, Raji and others, 
uh, in a certain situation where their expression of love to their parents, for example, includes this. For us who have come from a mainline traditional church, it may not have this, uh, which does not mean that I have to condemn what I do not agree with because I think it is syncretism. That's, that's what I want to say. Thank you all very much for being with us and uh, participating in this. Till we meet again, we pray that God bless you all and we will see you in discussion forum with all your questions and more questions with these uh, guests and others. Till we meet again, God bless you. Thank you so much once again for participating in this conversation.